0: Hi, I'm Alon Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z.
1: What the hell can one say when doing a Billy Joel podcast that began in April of 2021? Except that when the singer's last single was released 27 years previous on March 15, 1994, and he made it abundantly clear he was retiring... We never in our wildest dreams thought we would be having an emergency podcast and discussing a brand new song in the year 2024. I mean, here we are at Billy Joel A to Z going through every song Billy Joel has ever written, not even officially released, but ever written. And we're winding down to the final letter and song, wrapping up the albums as we go, even wrapping up all the unreleased tracks we've discovered over the years. And lo and behold, this nut job says, ah, you didn't let me finish. The last song officially released was Lullaby in March of 1994. Since then, there's been some absolute nonsense in between. That's been technically official, but, you know, a dumb cover in 1997. And to make you feel my love, to promote everyone's favorite album, Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, Volume 3, Woo. or... You know, or what Alan, Paul and I like to refer to as son of Stormfront. <laughs> and then for some reason, getting a hint that maybe, just maybe he was returning as we got two, counting two singles 10 years later in 2007. A Valentine's Day song and a Christmas song. Then Billy just went back to lying there like a lox for another 17 years until lo and behold, One February morn in 2024, he shocks the world with a huge Billy Joel Universe announcement that he's been working with a young lad and he's been writing new material he actually feels comfortable about sharing. This is a goddamn miracle, and there is absolutely no reason why we here at Billy Joel A to Z do not feel for a minute that we didn't have something to do with this. Hey. You can joke all you want, but there's like two or three Billy Joel podcasts. And when one of them, ours, is sitting here mocking the guy that he needs to man up and give us something new and different. And then it happens. How can we not take a minimal amount of credit? And believe you me, if this December he comes out with a single entitled December song. (laughs) then you people will be sitting with your mouths open in front of your computers with a sandwich you were eating falling out of your hand like Charles Durning does in the movie Tootsie when he's watching TV and finds out Dustin Hoffman's a dude. So here we are on February 6th, 2024 in disbelief that we are about to discuss not a long lost song or an unreleased track, but an official Billy Joel brand new song that is now and forever part of the Billy Joel official catalog so Alan Altman let's begin discussing Billy's single that should have been sandwiched on this podcast between Turnaround and 2000 years released on February 1st 2024 entitled Turn the Lights Back On Please
2: Open the door
1: Nothing is different We've been
2: here before Pacing these halls Trying to talk Over the silence And Pride sticks out his tongue Laughs at the portrait that we become Stuck in a frame Unable to change I was wrong I'm late
1: critics rank this okay right (laughs) that'd be hilarious though i can't believe he
0: didn't even rank it gamboa what is this unbelievable how could he not
1: yeah what a loser well alan this is a true miracle uh never when we started this podcast did we ever think a day like this would come Uh, i'm pretty sure no none of our listeners no fans I mean, at this point, once he turned 70, we're like, nah, he's totally done. He's just done. It's over. It's over. He, he doesn't even play new songs at the concert. And then look at this. This is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's great and all, but I feel like he should have looked at where we were at in the podcast and has changed the title slightly for our benefit. So instead of turning the lights back on, he could have been like, you, turn the lights back on. And then we would have been <laughs> in the wise that it would have been okay. You know, he kind of screwed us up here, but it's well, okay. Oh. It's okay, Billy. We're happy.
1: I think he did it on purpose because certainly I have been really letting him have it, been saying a couple of insulting things. And I think this was his way of getting us back.
0: Yeah, we could tell all the lyrics are very personally uh, attacking us. Uh, Obviously, (laughs) that's how we read it.
1: Well, he also knows that we are extremely OCD when it comes to this show. And besides our slip up, the, the, the first time we slipped up and we haven't put out the glass albums the glass houses album wrap-up yet because Paul had a flight delay and the, and then we had to put up a song in between. I mean that it it's dry if you don't know folks it's driving me in a lot crazy. And then we have to put in an emergency podcast. <laughs> we still haven't gotten the glass houses. Now it's like actually the more we just keep putting in the emergency we're like ah <laughs> you know we feel better. But at first, right It's hard for us. We're OCD about this.
0: Yeah, we like to keep things in order, obviously. Otherwise, this podcast wouldn't exist. Um, Maybe we should just never release the Glass
1: Houses wrap-up. Well, I I actually think that's what we're going to have to do because we may have to put out one last emergency podcast, at least for now, because he will be at the Grammys on Sunday, and you and I have not seen that yet, and we may need to discuss it. We have, yeah, we have to because we have to be able to update the live stats on this
0: song to say that he's played it once at the Grammys. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> that's right. Well, then, and then, of course, we need to know if I. I think uh, the. Oh, we know the concert's coming up this Friday, so then and we need will to play know. it. We
0: know he, we know he's going to play it. He said he's going to play it.
1: Oh, he says he's going to play it. Yeah. Oh, that's classic! Wow, you know we were how funny is it? We were supposed to be at that show. We, we had plans with uh, Marcy uh, to get tickets for that show. And uh, that girl anonymous kind of screwed us up and uh, we didn't get the tickets right. And the tickets went really quick as if somebody somehow knew something <laughs> or maybe it's just that's the way his tickets work. But yes, we were technically all supposed to go to this show, which would have been amazing. However, on the flip side of that, now Alon is a genius. And your tickets for July have probably gone up even more because, even though, because then who knows what's happening on that last show? If he's putting out new material in February, by July, he may have a whole new set list, which is our dream.
0: Yeah, I know. Because the thing, one of the things that they teased in an interview when they were doing promotion for this song was that they also are working on finishing up old unreleased Billy Joel material. We could hear a live December song. We could hear handball with lyrics.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you something, Alon. Our podcast will be the definitive Billy Joel podcast. If he indeed finishes the winter's crossing or one of the songs that we at Billy Joel A to Z have been discussing, unlike any other podcast, that would be amazing,
0: right? unbelievable it'll be so great to to hear some of these old demos in a finished form so i hope that happens i really do it, it um,
1: it's probably stuff he never put together even for a second it's probably you know pieces of paper but boy would that be something else yeah i want to hear the full version of so long reverend ike yes i know you did i know you do looking forward to that uh <laughs> what are some of the other hilarious ones that could uh <laughs> like, cross to bear cross to bear <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah! <laughs> Wait, there's one I'm trying to think of. Um, I don't have the list in front of me. That's oh, that would be so funny. Oh, uh, uh, I was lost. <laughs> well, uh, duh. That one's but, already finished. Uh, no, I was thinking of uh, Jericho line. Mm. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking about that song also because I was listening to the interview that Billy Joel and Freddie Wexler, who uh, brought this song to Billy, and we could talk more about that whole thing. They were doing an interview on the radio and talking about where they met. For the first time, and it was at a little restaurant in Sag Harbor. And the way Billy Joel was describing it kind of reminded me of the restaurant in Jericho lines. Yeah. He was like, it's not a diner, just like a little local joint. I go for takeout.
1: So the deal is firemen are there. (laughs) So the deal is that this guy, Freddie Wexler, came to him? Or do you know, do we know the situation?
0: Yeah, I think we know the situation. Again, this is all stemming from this interview they did when they were debuting the song on on Q104.3. And uh, the way they describe it is that Freddie Wexler was always a huge Billy Joel fan. He's a writer and producer. He wrote for Bieber and Ariana Grande and all these kind of people. He always wanted to meet Billy Joel. So for his 35th birthday, his wife figured out a way, like through Billy Joel's doctor, to make a meeting happen at this restaurant in Sag Harbor. And Billy thought it would just be a quick little meeting, but then it ended up that they hit it off right away and he could tell that... Freddie knew his stuff and that Freddie was a big fan. And Freddie said, like, if you have unfinished songs, why don't we finish? Like, let me finish those for you. And Billy was like, you have a lot of moxie, kid. And so they became like really close friends. And for apparently for like a year and a half, they were working on finishing unfinished songs. And then Freddie brought Billy Joel this song and said, I have the song. And it sounds a lot like a Billy Joel song. And Billy liked it a lot. He said, that's not bad. And uh, they started working on it a little bit more to refine it. Billy Joel apparently changed some of the words and changed some of the melodic notes in the song, but it sounds like a lot of it was done by Freddie and Billy just kind of added the sprinkling, the finishing touches himself.
1: Actually, there were three writers for the song and I didn't realize that I really assumed it was a Billy Joel written song. This is the first time he's ever collaborated like this ever. And it's about time and why not? Cindy Lauper, you know, since that's, um, that's right, that's right. Uh, so we're talking about Joel, uh, uh, Wexler, Freddie Wexler, Wayne Hector, and Arthur Bacon all contributed to this particular song, which is um interesting. For like, like Alana saying, since Cindy Lauper, there hasn't been a collaboration, and thank god he just said, Oh, fuck it life is short, <laughs> let's do it.
0: Yeah, he basically said, like, when he heard it, that he was like, this sounds like something I could have written. So that's like a new turning point for him to not just see, be like, I have to be the one who writes my material. Maybe he can also allow other people to be like, hey, this feels like a you thing. Why don't we work together on it and make it a you thing?
1: Okay, so I think we both like the song. It's very good.
0: Yeah. Instantly catchy.
1: When we were talking about our predictions, uh, it's unfortunate. I think we all wanted your prediction uh, to be a little bit more like The Stranger, but I'm hoping it's a starter song for more stuff like that. And it is a power ballad. However, there's a guy on YouTube I just discovered today. I don't know whether you saw it, where he did it if Phil Ramone produced it. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, it's 10 times better. He's stuck on a
2: hill outsiders in Home that we build. the cold settles in it's been a long of and maybe you love me maybe you don't maybe you learn to
0: yeah because it's like with a, a real live band because one of the things about this song is you know around the 120 mark the band comes in you hear the drums going but it feels like a drum machine I want to hear like liberty on the drums on this song.
1: Uh, that's what the people were saying, but I got to say that guy's uh, conception of uh, Phil Ramone. And I mean, I wonder what have, would have happened if Phil Ramone was alive, uh, if he would have had something to do with it and stuff. But uh, I that version was so much better. I found myself enjoying that a little bit more. But this song is a power ballad. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's uh, It's fun and it's good. And, you know, Billy's voice obviously isn't the same, but there's a... Uh, a sadness to it and a and a, a a good feeling about it. And I love that he said, did I wait too long? It just, it is saying where we get famous last words. This is the last song he ever had on an album. These are the last words I have to say. That's why it took so long to write. There will be other words someday, but that's the story of my life. And this picks up and say, did I wait too long? That's great.
0: Yeah. And also, you know, on the last week, uh, I guess I guess it was last week's episode, we did these special predictions of what the song would be. And you played that interview of Billy Joel with Howard Stern, where Billy mentioned that he just didn't really want to write lyrics anymore. So maybe this is like the perfect thing for him. Like, you know, there are other words some other day, but they turn out to be not his words. You know, so it's like, all right, it works for him.
1: Yeah. And what we didn't mention on the prediction podcast is you guys said, oh, there's a video where he's turning the page. But what I didn't notice until I watched that particular tease was that he was turning the, the, the first page. And I think you've all seen it now was famous last words. And then he's turning his songbook over to the next page. So that made me extremely happy, truly thinking there's definitely more coming out. Imagine that he turned the page and it was
0: from Christmas in Fallujah to this song. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, mean, I thought about that, but even he's smart enough to not do that. It is not part of the official Billy Joel catalog. It's not, it needs to be on an album. But then in this day and age, you say, I mean, that's what normally he would be doing. He'd be making an album. In this day and age, of course, you don't need to do that anymore. So I don't know what his plan is. Yeah, I hope it's a good mix of, like
0: like we said, unfinished stuff that's now being finished, but also new material like this that he, maybe this inspires him all of a sudden. Because remember, he always feels like critics hate him. I think the critical um, reviews of this song are are fairly good. I think everyone is pretty positive about it. So hopefully that makes Billy feel good about more music.
1: I just read the Rolling Stone review and they liked it. Which after we, well, you guys haven't heard the Glass Houses album <laughs> yeah, wrap up They don't yet. even know. Yeah, And uh, yeah, you guys don't even know. I read this full article review from May of 1980 of this douchebag who clearly just hates Billy Joel. Then Paul, who already hates Rolling Stone magazine, mainly because of people like that. Uh, this is a really good thing that they like this. Trust me. <laughs> You'll see in a couple of weeks.
0: Now we should talk about how much we like the song a little bit.
1: People yeah. want to know what did
0: Dave and Alan think about the song. Yeah, right. I like it a lot. You said you like it. Where did you rank this in terms of? I mean, we're not doing full song rankings here, but I would put this in like the top half of of his catalog. Even I think um, I at least put it in like the top half, half. At least among ballads, he has some stinkers in
1: it, there. It, it's it's weird. It so so first when I first heard it, and I you know woke up in the morning. I didn't wake up early. I just woke up. I wanted to be well rested. And I sat at the computer and, and watched the official Billy Joel video, which I was upset with myself, as I told you, because I did not want to see the lyrics. I like listening to the song first. And I was looking at the lyrics. So I concentrated more on the lyrics, which were fine. La- I'd like to look at those later, but I, I just, it, it kind of ruined it for me in a way where the li- I just need to hear the song first. So in listening to both watching and listening, I did enjoy it. I obviously liked when the drums come in. I was surprised it was more of like a a march and an anthem to what I was expecting. But I was glad it was a little powerful. And his voice has definitely changed. These are the things I noticed. But I did very much enjoy the song.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. I also uh, I like that it became kind of a power ballad. Because like my prediction was that it would become different at some point, maybe become more of a a fast-paced song. It didn't really do that, but at least it wasn't just only piano. I like that the band came in on it. As far as his voice goes, I think one nitpick I have about this is you got. We've heard him live a lot nowadays. We know what his voice sounds like now. Obviously, there's been some you know tune correction or whatever they call it that's that's been done in the studio to make his voice sound a little bit better right now which I kind of, I don't know. I mean, you want to do that because it's a recording. You want to be as good as possible. But in some ways, the fact that the song was written mostly by somebody else and then you got Billy Joel's voice being corrected by a machine and then you got like a drum machine playing. It almost feels like this is an AI Billy Joel song. Mm,
1: That's interesting. Wow, I didn't think about that.
0: And so I really wish I knew exactly how much Billy contributed to the song. People talk about it like it was a full collaboration, but did he really just add a little bit extra to it or did he really bring a lot to it
1: yeah that's a good question should we uh look at the lyrics and
0: i think we should i think these are really uh good poignant lyrics actually okay so the lyrics start with please open the door and by the way i like that the song starts right off the bat. i was just gonna say
1: that that was interesting i was waiting because of the tease i thought there was going to be a piano introduction i thought i had the wrong version (laughs) but i like that too
0: yeah, and apparently in the uh, in the Billy Joel Facebook group, Mike Del Judas had a comment there where he said that in the earlier versions that the band had heard, it had an intro, and then they changed it, and they liked that change, that it went right to the walls. Yeah, I like it too. So it's, please open the door, nothing is different, we've been here before, pacing these halls, trying to talk, over the silence. And pride sticks out its tongue, laughs at the portrait that we've become, stuck in a frame, unable to change. I was wrong. Yeah. It's I think it's good because this to me, this whole song is about like a relationship that's kind of just going through the motions, stuck in a rut, like a failing kind of marriage. Oh, or, you, think, not, you think it is? It's, it's a it's a relationship song, but that's the thing. It's not people think, oh, just being that Billy Joel and his wife are having problems. No, because this is Freddie Wexler who wrote this song.
1: I thought it was about. Him just coming back, I didn't even realize it was a relationship song.
0: Well, it's both. It it could be both things, which is so great about it, because it also feels like coming back to his musical career. But I think if you just read the lyrics like verbatim to how they are, it feels like a relationship song, Oh, which is like, you know, this guy who wants to now rekindle, reconcile the relationship, but he's like, but did I wait too long? Is it too late?
1: Oh, that's so... I had heard people comment on his marriage before, and I didn't understand why, and now I see why they would if... uh, Oh, so it has both meanings. Yeah, that's good. Okay.
0: Yeah, because when you look at the chorus, I'm late, but I'm here right now, though I used to be romantic. I forgot somehow. Time can make you blind, but I see you now. As we're laying in the darkness, did I wait too long to turn the lights back on?
1: Yeah, that's, that's good.
0: That's good. It feels like if this was going to fit anywhere in Billy Joel's career, this would be like side two of the nylon Curtain. Nice. Marriage with Elizabeth is kind of crumbling. He has three songs that are basically about the ending of that marriage. And this sort of fits right in there with those. Yeah. So the next verse is, here stuck on a hill, outsiders inside the home that we built. The cold settles in. It's been a long winter of indifference. And maybe you love me. Maybe you don't. Maybe you'll learn to. And maybe you won't. You've had enough, but I won't give up on you.
1: Uh, is that the part where they are trying to find the magic? Is that No, see, then he changes it. That I'm late, but I'm here now, but I'm trying to find the magic <clears throat> instead of though I used to be romantic. It's kind of interesting he changes that one line in the chorus for the second chorus.
0: Well, he does it again in the next one because then the second line becomes, is there still time for forgiveness? Oh. Won't you tell me how? So I guess it's like each chorus is a little bit different.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's really cool. That's a really... It's a good song. It's a good, it's a good for me. It's a good starter song. (laughs) I'm hoping it's a good start. I am all in. This is like everything we talk about. Let's open with uh, all for Lena and then we'll give them. It's still rock and roll to me. You know, that's what I'm hoping. This is what we're getting us back into Billy Joel. And now here's what we've really been planning. That's what I'd like to think it is.
0: I hope so. Cause, cause this is already a really good start. So yeah, right. It would be right. great if they were like, "This isn't even the best thing we've got."
1: It, it's like that time on the on the bridge when I heard the first song I heard was "Running on Ice," but of course that we found out that wasn't released. But oh that's a good starter song. And then of course he hits you with "Modern Woman." No, I'm sorry, Again, I can't, I, <laughs> I can't help myself. But nowadays it's just not like that. So I don't know. You know, maybe I'm talking as an old man who you know that's the way singles are released. Now you just put out stuff when you have it, which pretty much. Prince thought of before anybody else.
0: Smart. Yeah. Now it's so easy to throw up on a streaming site to see what happens. And, uh, this one's going to stick. I think, I think it's doing well. I really, I'm looking forward to seeing where it charts. I hope so this is what another you're top 20 for
1: Billy. Is that pretty much you're, you're saying let's, um, put it on the floor. See if the cat licks it up.
0: That was what I was what saying. What you're yeah.
1: saying <laughs> is let's run it up the flagpole. See if anybody salutes, this is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. My favorite metaphors. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, this is super unbelievable and fun, and I just can't even believe it's happening. And I feel like we're lucky <laughs> because I don't know how many people, you know, like if we did a David Bowie podcast, we'd be screwed. You know, <laughs> so there's not even a remote chance. I mean, they might find something, but, you know, he's not going to come out with a new song. We're very lucky they were still alive and touring and around. This is a this was a smart person to choose as a podcast person. We got real lucky, except for the fact that he came out while we were on the wise. But other than that,
0: (laughs) yeah, I mean, and look, you realize if he puts out another album, let's say there's 12 more songs, this podcast is never going to end. That's a lot of time. That's months for us.
1: We've made it very clear we are by accident trying to stretch it out until the last concert. And we pretty much had it planned. We were ending in April, and now it just keeps ongoing so we can make it until July. It's like it's like what they're trying to do with the Super Bowl, and they're trying to stretch out the season so the Super Bowl comes on the Sunday before President's Day. They've been planning that for years, and they just keep you know maybe adding on a week, maybe adding on another playoff week. And uh, sooner or later, the Super Bowl will be on President's Day weekend. That's what we're doing. We're, we're trying to get it to July. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think we're going to make it.
1: I think we're definitely going to make it.
0: There's one part of the song, and maybe the listeners can help us here, but there's a part of the song that sounds really familiar to me, and I can't tell what it is. There's It's right at the 227 mark. Billy Joel plays a little piano part, which is really, really nice. But it sounds like an older Billy Joel song, and it's driving me a little bit crazy. It sounds sort of like something that might have been from the Piano Man, Street Life Serenade era. And uh, we, we asked Paul Lauren what he thought about this, and um, he had three ideas, which I'll tell you guys about. Maybe it's something that you can uh, that you hear also. One of them was that it, uh, it sounds kind of like the bridge instrumental section in Piano Man. He also said it's got the country roll technique that's used in Captain Jack, especially in live versions, and that Billy the Kid has similar right hand stuff, whatever that means. I thought Captain Jack had right hand stuff when he talks about the sit at home and masturbate line. (laughs) That's a whole (laughs) different thing. But then I was listening today, right before we recorded, and I think maybe what I'm hearing is it reminds me a little bit of the piano part and scenes from an Italian restaurant around the 255 mark right before you get to the Brenda and Eddie. Um, it sounds kind of like that. So I don't know what it is, but there's a lot of things.
1: I remember um, I saw some of the text going back and forth. Didn't Italian Style and Al have a thing that sounded actually when he had said it, it sounded right to me. Did, do you know what that yeah, was? He
0: also said that, that it was like a, the Piano Man uh, bridge section as well. Oh,
1: okay. okay. I thought it said something and I thought I resonated with it as well, but I, I I'm not exactly sure what we're talking about.
0: Oh, yeah. Should we, like, listen to it now so you get an idea of what it is? Okay. Yeah, you should go to that part because its uh, you'll hear it also. It's like, you're like, this is classic Billy Joel coming through here.
2: As we're in the darkness
1: I I do hear something Like that and I can't put my finger on it either But it is very Billy Joel You're right, I see what you're saying
0: Yeah, like now go to scenes from an Italian restaurant Go to 255 in that song (laughs) Like the piano that comes
1: in here Oh yes Yeah. oh uh, yeah
0: it's something with that that role i mean that's what that country role like paul that's, said maybe that's what that's called but, but it's like that got that same kind of it's faster yeah, there's, there, there there's obviously. definitely
1: something to it that's interesting that's cool
0: yeah i, I wonder can... if it was like an homage to just his 70s era that he threw in a little bit of a you well know, would Billy make Donald sense in. if
1: a fan was producing the album and makes a lot of sense
0: Well, Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of the show. The trivia?
1: What the hell are you talking about?
0: It's a real song. We should do trivia.
1: All right, I got one too.
0: Okay, good. (laughs) I hope yours is
1: a stumper. What is it? It's so funny. We both did come up with like, well, I guess we have to. (laughs) Okay, Wayne Hector, who helped write this song. Wrote seven songs for the stupid band Westlife. Can you remember why this is a connection to Billy Joel? Uh,
0: Yes, I can. There was that music video. They covered uh, Uptown Girl.
1: That's right. That <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Yeah, that horrible music video. I can't believe these guys are popular. We were confused. Like what? They're awful. <laughs> like that their song like- wasn't <laughs> awful, but that video. Oh. Oh
0: yeah, they're in that diner, and they're all yeah, the guys yeah. with the tuxedos, and they're just the. In fact, that class guy uh,
1: Wayne Hector is probably he probably had to apologize to Billy Joel for working with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except that that song was. Crazy successful by Westlife. So then he was probably like, you're welcome also. So kept the Billy Joel lore going. Yeah.
0: Billy Joel said that Westlife version moved me to a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I mean, using Claudia Schiffer instead of Christy Brinkley. I mean, you guys. Anyway, Alan, do you have one for me?
0: Yeah, mine is um since... The guy's name is Freddie Wexler. My my trivia question is about Jerry Wexler. Uh, Jerry Wexler is a very famous uh, rock and roll Hall of Fame member as a music producer. It's like a really like a, a instrumental part of the 20th century musical scene. He helped build Atlantic Records. He helped with the careers of Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin and Bob Dylan. He helped sign Led Zeppelin. But what my trivia question is about is what musical genre name did Jerry Wexler coin? New wave. Not new. Wave. You got to go farther back. And here's a hint. Cause it's going to be hard for you to just come up with on it. It's a, yeah, uh, it's a, a musical hand. genre that has the word and in it.
1: Rock and roll. Not that one. <laughs> disco and no. uh, disco fries. I don't know. He coined the term rhythm and blues. Wow. Well, that's impressive as hell. Yeah. How do you like that? My least favorite two words. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny Alan. it's time For the weird Alan, I'm just kidding, you can't possibly uh Obviously you didn't have one for this
0: How could I even have time? The song just came out You know these parodies take me weeks to come up with
1: Exactly, I'm so sorry I even brought it up However <laughs> What? <laughs> Well, you know,
0: I thought maybe I should write one because, you know, if Billy Joel's dusting off the old songbook,
1: maybe I should also. And because Billy Joel's doing this, it is actually about scones. I mean, you are going old school. You're bringing it back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's called Turn the Scones Back On.
1: (laughs) Well, I can't believe you have for what is uh, what is the parody today? This is amazing. Well, okay, so, you know,
0: Billy Joel's song, Turn the Lights Back On, is very poignant, talking about a, uh, you know, bittersweet relationship. And my song is called Roll the Windows Down. (laughs) Um, It's just about, like, bad smells. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Like, do I even know how the song goes? I'm not sure.
1: Amazed right now about that How you're
0: gonna even do it
1: Let's go for it
0: Please open the door Somebody farted In this Uber Or maybe it's just The natural musk Of the driver My eyes Are starting to cry My nostrils are burning I think I might die Stuck in the back Can we open a crack of the window? It's late, and I got places to be. So I'll try to hold my breath. Now it smells like pee. Odors can make you blind. But I see right now. As we're driving in the darkness, I gotta ask this guy to roll the windows down.
2: Hey now!
1: Wow, you yeah. know, I wonder if Billy wrote the song because he's like, I can't wait to see if Alana's a parody for this. He hasn't done a lot of parodies about farts yet. Yeah, which is and they're almost great. out of the alphabet. I better write a new song. Yeah, great work. Disrespecting is one new song. and You, know, you never write kind of gross stuff like that. <laughs> you I chose this one.
0: The other option was turn the lights back off, which is about when you're about to get romantic with a lady, and then uh, you know maybe one, one of you just doesn't look as good naked as you thought, so you're like, maybe we should keep the lights off.
1: Both choices are horrible, but uh, there it is. Alan came up with a parody, folks. I mean, that is working hard for this podcast, and we appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Well, folks, that was Turn the Lights Back On. If you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a single song. Follow us on social media, at Billy Joel A to Z, and give us some feedback. Are you excited that there's a new Billy Joel song?
1: Are you excited there's a new Billy Joel song? What the hell kind of... Who's writing this material? Yeah, you know, these, some people might not be excited. If people who listen to this podcast listen to 200 episodes. They're totally like, eh, I don't care if he writes a new one or not. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: fair point. Look, then here's the question, folks. Does it count... For you as a Billy Joel song, even though he didn't write most of it. Let's debate that. Ooh,
1: now that's tricky, tricky. Now, tricky. That, now we got to go back and redo this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and finally, should Westlife cover this song?
1: <laughs>
0: Clearly. Westlife, Westlife, <laughs> Westlife. Westlife. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Alan Altman.
1: I'm Dave Juskow.
0: And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Did I
2: wait too long?